Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Raiders Radio, AM830, KLAA. My name is Sergio. I will be your host. But let me go around and introduce you to my co-host. Today, he's in studio. And, um, uh, you know, when when it's your turn, Tony, you're in studio. Everybody's going to get a theme song from now on. So without further ado... Mia is here with a blaze of glory. That's right. So good morning, Tony. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Really good to be in studio. We've got an action-packed uh, episode. It's going to be fun. <laughs> a lot of stuff to talk about. All right. Then the earthworm. You know the earthworm is, is, is out there. So the earthworm has his own... Uh, theme song as well called Wolf Totem because he's six feet under the totem pole. Without further ado as well, Mr. Andrew the Earthworm Mac from Max Fish Reports, Western Outdoor News, and IGFA. Good morning, Mac. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Where are you at today? Uh, beautiful mountain lakes with the bluebirds. <laughs> of course. One of my favorite places. There are a lot of bluebirds up there. You see them everywhere. Yeah. And also, see, here, here's the deal. This person is back. He's been away on the ocean. And he, too, gets his own theme song. Without further ado as well, the Encyclopedia of Fishing, Mr. Steve Carson. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. Thanks, it, thanks for the the Beatles theme music. I I appreciate that. You see, I I thought I'd you know I'd, I'd hook you hook you up. I go, you know, what could I do for Steve? Yeah, and then here comes, how's it go? Here comes old JoJo Top or something. I go, I go, yeah, that's Steve. <laughs> Anyway, good morning, everybody. Um, God, what a day we have planned for today. I just want to remind everybody, um, if you're listening, that um, uh, today we are going to go to Cliff's uh, funeral. Okay, it's in Long Beach. I'll give the information a little bit later on, uh, but between 11 and 3. And then this evening at 6.30 at Simply Fish on the corner of Harbor and um, Adams. Okay, we will be having the Angler Chronicles Christmas party. Okay, it's uh, bring an unwrapped toy. And now I'm going to do this because a lot of people didn't have time to go. Or a $10 donation. 
that we will go ahead and buy some toys with, and we'll give them to your mom, Tony Agar, so she can take them to Camp Pendleton Children's Hospital over there um, and, and give those away. Oh, One awesome. huge raffle I have. It's about it's over a thousand dollars. That's all I'm gonna say. It's um, <laughs> yeah, ten. That that's pretty good. That's uh, that's for uh, for anybody that brings in a, a toy. Anyone brings a toy, nice. and for for every toy that you bring or every ten dollars you put in the kitty, guess what? You get a ticket. Very cool. Okay, so uh, that'll be really cool. All right, and we'll obviously celebrate Cliff's life um, tonight as well. And um, God, what a day! What a day we got planned. Anyway, let's get let's get going here. Um, Andrew, you're you're down, actually up at Mountain Lakes. I saw congratulations on your uh, new motorhome. Okay, yeah. that that's that's going to be real nice. And um, I guess we start there at Mountain Lakes. What's going on? Yeah, perfect. So Mountain Lakes, uh, they stocked on Thursday, a uh, thousand pounds of fish. Five hundred gets broken up in each lake. Uh, the fish are coming from uh, Jeff Rent. For the most part, the majority has been on the smaller size, uh, but they do throw in a few big ones uh, here and there. Um, I know yesterday, I think the big fish was a six-pounder. Um, guy that caught them, uh, they're soaking uh, mousetails. They're using mousetails, dipping them in the uh, fish attractant, usually uh, a bite on uh, crimson. I mean, that's pretty much the common thing around here. Um, but uh, uh, they're, the orange and white mousetails are getting bit. Um, also, the jigs. I mean, I, I I don't stop throwing a jig pretty much, you know, all day if I can. Even if I don't even get bit, you know, it's it, it's that that one fish that's, that's going to change everything. It's going to see your jig. So um, the jigs are getting bit, of course. You know, soaking bait as well. Uh, one thing Mountain Lakes has uh, coming up. So on January 24th, they have a huge stocking coming with 3,000 pounds of uh, Mount Lassen rainbows. Now, these fish are going to come a lot bigger. Uh, you know, they're going to put 1,500 pounds in each lake. And what's good about that is that it's going to be, I mean, it, the fish is going to be phenomenal for at least the next the week to come after that. And then uh, they're not stocking for three weeks after that. But, you know, that first week, man, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty crazy stuff. So I know uh, I should see Tony stuck up here, too. I think he's going to play hooky or you know, make it up this way. My arm will definitely be in a cast. <laughs> That'll be a fun day. Mountain Lakes is one of our favorite places to go. We've been we've been going there since kids. It's man, the kids growing up there having some of their first fishing ever. It's gonna be it's gonna be off the hook. Now you're going there tomorrow. You're tomorrow. You going, uh, tomorrow? You going there tomorrow? I'm gonna try to visit. Uh, I'm gonna try to get away for a, for a couple hours at least. It's so close. You know, you can just. It's within an hour drive. You can get up there and do fishing for the day. So, uh, tends to be a little bit more of an early morning bite. And so maybe I'll get to see Mac up there and. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we'll I tell you what, the um, the challenge still exists. Uh, mm. Challenge you two to a two pound test on mackerel. Okay, let's go on the center console, two pound test, and we'll see how mackerel feel on your little trout rods. How's that? I'm down. Sound I'm, fair? I'm ready. You Sound ready, Mac? Fa- you ready, Mac? Oh, I'm definitely in. All right, that'd be cool. All right, so uh, Mountain Lakes is doing good. You're getting your stuff from Jess Ranch. Uh, Tony, you were telling me they've, they've totally reopened, and they got some great fish, uh, the healthy fish, again, over at Jess Ranch, right? Super healthy, full tail, fighters. Uh, you know, we were up at Mountain Lakes a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, they're uh, they're aggressive fighters. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, some really good fish this, this season. All right. Keep going, my friend. 
Yeah, so from there we're going to go to where they had a lightning storm over the week. Um, now, I don't literally mean weather. I mean they put in the big golden yellowish color hard-fighting Mount Lassen lightning trout went into San Andrew River Lake, and they weren't little ones. There was uh, there was multiple catches of lightning from 6 to t- even 10 pounds. They had double-digit lightning trout that they stopped. And the fishing was pretty much pretty insane on Friday. Um, it looked it looked to me from the pictures and some of the anglers I talked to that around that boat dock area was pretty much the hot area. Um, also some good catches on Christmas Pond. Um, everywhere else was kind of like hit or miss. I mean, there was limits, you know, for some guys, and some guys would have an average of one to two fish. Um, it seems like uh, the guys that were soaking bait, uh, you know, with, with heavy attractants were definitely getting uh, a bit more than the jig, uh, the jig guys were. Um, uh, up there, you know, the mouse tails are working. Again, the orange, the orange color is working. Uh, you know, throwing it not too far. Remember, if, if they stock these fish the day before, don't look for them, you know, cast to the future. Don't look, you know, casting 100 feet out, you know, as far as you can. You know, these fish, they're not they're not used to that yet, so they're going to be really close in, you know, to what they're used to because they're only raised in three to four foot of water, so they're not going to go straight out to 20 feet because they don't know what that pressure feels like. Mm-hmm. But the guys that stayed Friday, I mean, they definitely got bit, and, and they were big ones. Okay. All right. Next. Yeah, next. Uh, uh, today, actually, kind of a huge, huge thing for Orange County. And I know you guys have fished here many, many, many times in the past, and they had that big closure, and they opened up, and then they kind of been, you know, getting back on their feet and all this. Irvine Lake uh, today has the first trout derby in many, 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 many moons mm-hmm. uh, that they for. And what's cool is it is a free derby, so meaning that you still pay only five dollars. That's it, five bucks for your car. Whether you have one person in your car or somehow you can fit 22 people in your car, it's still only five bucks uh, to get in. Uh, that's their their same rate, uh, you know, going since they reopened. Uh, but it is their first annual derby. Their first, you know, one of the uh, the city the city's putting it on. Um, it is a free derby again. Um, I know Irvine. The only problem with Irvine, you have to walk to the spot. So. It's a little trek, not going to lie. It is a little trek. So from the parking lot, you know, try to, you know, try to maybe if you got wagons or if you got something to carry your gear, you know, on wheels, you know, pull it along and get to your spot. But Irvine is right there. Uh, typically, uh, most of the anglers that are fishing are going to the west shore over there. Again, Irvine's more of a bait, uh, a bait and weight kind of lake uh, because there is a lot of like vegetation close in. So if you're going to try and jig, you know, being that there's no contact in Irvine, so you can't walk out there with waders to get past it. Um, it makes it a little more difficult, um, but definitely, you know, if you've got the mouse tails, if you're throwing a, uh, the orange color mouse tails, the pink and whites, you know, dip them all the time in the bite on, get that get that nice scent that's, you know, getting out there, and you'll catch them. And uh, one thing, they've been getting their fish from Wright's Fish Farm in Idaho, uh, but uh, what I've seen in the past couple stocks is that not only do they have rainbows, but they've been mixing their version of lightning trout as well. So it's been a, it's been a, a really cool mixed bag over there, you know. And then uh, nothing really showing up for the for the bass for the catfish. I know they're in there. I think just people just aren't targeting them. Well, let me um, let, so let, let, let me ask you this question: uh, mm-hmm. level water level on Irvine. 
It's got to be low. Uh, Waterloo, I mean, we have some big rains uh, over there, so it is you know coming up slowly. I mean, it, it's not nowhere near full. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, other thing I is, I remember there was an island. I mean, when we fished, Tony, right, right. And, and even Steve, Steve Carson, you used to report on that mm. lake all the time. Um, there was like islands and stuff. H- has there been like pools created, like multiple areas where the fish may be trapped in there? Not that I've heard of. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it looks pretty solid pretty much the whole way. I haven't heard of any islands, or there's not like you know you can't look like you're walking across water or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because I haven't haven't been there in a long, long, long time, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it's all walkable right now. I mean, the last time we went, we went with Josh and Lily, and and I know even recently, I mean, October, November seems to be, if you can target them, there's some giant catfish in there. We used to go and pull in some massively, you know, we went out trying to catch that 100-pound on film with Danny that night. Yeah, yeah, so there's some some big fish in there. I I just can't, Steve, I, I just can't believe all the fish died right i mean these things are very hardy the catfish well yeah the, oh, the catfish are uh, pretty hard to kill but you know in, g- in general except when the lake was very full uh you would get a trout die off you know sometime in the summer so the trout didn't really usually carry over from one season to the next Oh, I hear that music. All right, then hang on tight. We'll come back and we'll we'll finish up on that. Folks, you're listening to Raiders Radio, AM 830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. Angels Radio, AM 
Welcome back, everybody, on Raiders Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and hopefully this, the rest of the next four years, we can say Argentina's Radio, AMA 30 KLA, because tomorrow is going to be a doozy. Big Argentina, France. Huh? Oh, my Lord. I'll be up at 4 o'clock in the morning watching all the pregame stuff, and then nice. I believe at 7 o'clock they play. So I'll be ready there. So, yeah, from four to I have five now. hours. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. All right, Steve, you were uh, commenting on uh, Irvine Lake. Yeah, well, I was just saying is that in the past, when the and that was when the lake was much more full than it is now, uh, you almost always got a, uh, a total trout die-off um, over the summer months. Now, some years when the lake was really full and stayed a little bit cooler, you did have a, a little section near the dam uh, where they would hang out. And I remember one year, uh, you know, 12, 13 years ago, where lake was full. And probably two months after the last trout, last trout stock was probably in, in late April, early May. And at, at the first week of July, for some reason, uh, the trout just went insane. And started biting like crazy. And in those days, during the during the off season, there was no limit on trout. You could catch as many as you wanted. And uh, for about a uh, about a ten day period, uh, if you went out and, and it was a small area where they were where they were balled up, you could catch you know twenty trout a day. It wasn't even that hard. So uh, those are the old days in Irvine Lake. The old days in California when there used to be a lot of water. Uh, we don't have nearly as much these days, and uh, we might be getting less. So um, I- I'm glad there's still enough water there that, that the catfish and the bass and the bluegill can survive. And uh, someday maybe it'll fill back up and uh, it'll be some version of how it used to be. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and that's what's been happening with all the lakes in California. I mean, they're all down, okay, all of them. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, hopefully we get some water. It's been awfully cold, so I guess that's good for trout, right? Oh, definitely. The trout love the cold weather. I, I grew up there, Brian Lake. I love that lake. And going there with you, float tubing for the first time. Oh, my God, yeah. Man, we've had some epic days. And when it rained, when it, whenever there was rain, you knew the bite was going to be just phenomenal. Yeah, if you're not, if not if you're not pushing Isuzu's up a hill, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's been simply uh, good fishing. I, I see your reports on Max Fish Reports, uh, Andrew, and uh, there, there's some good fish to be had at different lakes. Any other lake that you would recommend? Uh, go throw a line in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you want to travel north a little bit, um, right there in uh, Santa Barbara, uh, Kachuma Lake. Uh, Kachuma just had a recent stock uh, earlier in the week with uh, 4,000 pounds of Mount Lassen rainbows. And there was a guy yesterday that, gave, that you know sent me a message. He says, hey, man, he goes, the fish bite is going off right now. He goes, I already have three, and I just got a 10-pound topper. So they, they have big, big trout uh, you know, in Kachuma. And what, what's cool about Kachuma, if, if anyone's ever fished there, is it's not only a good trout fishery, they have huge crappie and the, and nice bass action, uh, catfish, but those crappie, man, I mean, guys drive from a long way to go fish crappie over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sounds good. How about our favorite yeah, lake? Anything going on at uh, um, Lake Elsinore? Well, Lake Elsinore. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. So, so, yeah, so, so fishing-wise, it is still closed, 
uh, right. to the public. Uh, they still haven't opened it up, uh, so there's still no contact. But I did talk to uh, um, uh, a pelican and a comorant. They thank us for not fishing the lake, but they say <laughs> there's lots of fish in there. They're ready for us. There's a, they don't mess with the wipers because the wipers are too big for them now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than that, man, the, the fish the fish are waiting for us. And the, you know, they, they, they say, yeah, uh-huh. it, it's a it's a blessing in disguise because you know oh, yeah. uh, that means nobody's been able to fish it because it is closed. That means these fish are getting bigger and bigger. Definitely. And bigger. There's been and zero activity lake wise from boats. Anything that's disrupting these. There's and we've gone went out with. Uh, you, me, Danny, and, and Ron, we caught some big catfish. Yeah, but, but they're I mean, there. think of the stripers. Think of the stripers. Oh, I can't uh, wait. Uh, you know, um, wipers. Wipers. Um, they grow, Steve, you say about an inch a month. Um, it's been a while. These things are in there. They're, mm-hmm. And now, you know, nobody's really pulling them out, and they can just eat and eat and eat and yes. eat. Yes. Um, I did hear from Jonathan earlier this week that they're already talking about the Dream Extreme for 2023. Uh, so it's always around Cinco de Mayo. Right. <laughs> so everybody get ready. When we have the exact dates, we'll put them out. But um, it's it's been, been awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can't wait. All right. And, in fact, let me just make sure. Okay. But uh, this week, okay, Oh, it's not on there. Okay, I believe this week we have the uh, the Dream Extreme Derby. We'll get from Danny. I think that it'll be uh, on TV this week. Oh, nice. Okay, but there's other stuff going on. What's going on in the city itself, uh, Tony? It's been nice and it's clean. The restaurants are unbelievable. You and I had a good time with the girls over at... Uh, well, the Winterfest. Yeah, but what restaurant did we go to? Do you remember? Oh, right afterwards. That was La Unica. La Unica. Yeah. That's across the street from Guadalajara. Yeah. Across from Guadalajara. Exactly. There's a lot of good stuff going on, so it's all good. It's all good. It's one of our favorite. There's the three places right there, like you said, that we usually go to for for a good Mexican dinner, and those are phenomenal. So next time you come, we'll take you to another spot and see. That would be good. That would be really, really good. All right. Keep going. You got anything else uh, there? uh, Anywhere else you want to take us? Yeah, so going back to the desert, um, Palmdale Fin and Feather, they just had their first stocking uh, of the new season. Uh, they put in a full truckload of trout. So, I mean, basically they have a whole truck dedicated just to stocking them. And that's going to be the one, the first of three uh, stockings before the opener on January 14th. Um, it's going to be somewhere around eighteen to 20,000 pounds of fish. And what they have this year that they didn't have last year is they're already throwing in lightning trout. Last year it took a month or two to get lightnings in the water. Uh, this time I believe they're going to be included in every stock, um, but I know they were they were put in the first one. And uh, what the uh, what the guys there uh, told me was that some of them you know are over the ten pound range already, and that's just the stock. So there's going to be some monster fish going in for the opener. Um, I can't wait for January 14th to be here. Very good. Very good. I love the fin and feather. They actually put a lot of money into the lake. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of pounds of fish for their for the members, and it's it's always off the hook there. Well, and I want to go try it this year. I mean, we we missed, we missed this year. Yeah. Okay, but we've definitely got to go. And so when when's the opener? Officially. January 14th, right? Yeah. 
they actually uh, made it a little bit earlier this year because a lot of the anglers, they wanted more time to fish. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they made the opener earlier, and they made the, the, the last fishing day longer. So now it goes from January 14th to November 15th. Nice. All right, so we're gonna we got to go in January. So you guys work it out, and we'll make a trek up there. Cause I, I love fishing that place. Okay, I mean I'm not a big trout fisherman, but boy, that's a lot of fun. It's almost cast after cast after cast. So it's uh, <laughs> and, and and quality fish. You're not talking anything small, you know. And uh, yeah, and on two pound tests, not- you make you guys make me yeah. a believer. Yeah, it's it's not just a trout lake either. I mean, I can't tell you how many times. We're sitting there, you know, fighting a trout, and all of a sudden, here comes a big old dark object underneath, and here comes a big old nice, you know, large mouth bass trying to eat that trout. So, yeah, there's a lot of crappie. There's a lot of crappie in the lake and everything. And Quiet. Then, uh, Allegedly. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet. No, there's a great bass fishery there. Great bass. It's just that people are not targeting the bass necessarily. The ones that are don't say nothing. And um, same thing happens over at uh, Lake Elsinore. I can't, but I mean, I remember the time we used to get a report way back in the day, and there was always, yeah, there's no fish biting. And you go over there, and they were pulling one bass after another. Oh, yeah. And what you find out when a bass fisherman gives you a report, number one, he's going to lie to you where he caught the fish. (laughs) Right. And number two, he's going to tell you there's no fishing. And the reason is they want to go ahead and fish. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And I think, uh, Carson, you probably know more about this. Um, When you catch a bass, I wonder how long it takes it to... Uh, try to bite again, okay? Because it it, it seems like a, a largemouth bass has better instincts than a trout. Like they learned in the uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, don't forget that, that pretty much all the bass that, that are caught anywhere are wild. Um, you know, maybe they were stocked as fingerlings, but mostly they were spawned in the lake and they're wild fish. Most of the trout caught in Southern California are not wild, so so there's a there's a pretty big difference in the instincts, and uh, and how long how long they learn for. But bass are probably the second longest learning, or have the second longest memory of any major game fish species. Now, Sergio, can you guess what game fish species has the longest memory about something that it bit and won't bite it again? Can you guess, Sergio? I would say a carp. You would guess correctly. See, look at this. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay, yeah, no, and that, and that's because I heard you. I've heard you say it in the past, but uh, and that that's what happens. You know, um, this great largemouth bass fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even tell you what allegedly happens at golf courses. You know, they got to put them in so they can eat all the bugs, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> so you don't have mosquitoes. But uh, there's some really good largemouth bass fishing in Southern California and um, the ones that actually fish them again, two things they'll tell you the bite was bad and number two, they'll give you the wrong location 
Oh, okay. yeah. Can you imagine 100 people at your favorite golf course? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do that. You can't fish a golf course. But I'm saying, you know. Those are ninjas. Allegedly. Only ninjas. Ninjas, yeah. Ninja, yeah. Ninja. So, and you know, it, so the key thing is if you've got uh, a lake that you're checking out and you want to catch a bass, you want to go probably through structure, the reeds on the sides. I mean, uh, the, Tony, we've actually seen the bass at, at uh, Palmdale, Fin and Feather. I mean, we've actually seen them exactly what uh, Andrew was saying. Here comes, uh, we're bringing in a yep. trout, and boom, right behind it, dark a big, shadow. huge, dark shadow. Yeah. And you better hurry up, or you won't get that trout in. All <laughs> right, folks, let's take a short break here. This is uh, Angels Radio, Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels 
Raiders Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And this, who is this, Tony? Do you know? Spin Doctors. The Spinners. Spin oh, Doctors. Carson, are we just old? Because I know if I ask... Uh, yeah. If I, I think that was a modern update of the name. He was at least on the right team. Yeah. The Spinners. The Spinners. Uh-huh. If, I, if I ask Andrew Mack, he'd probably say something like Elvis or somebody. Because mm-hmm. You would have said who? Sonny and Cher. Was Sonny I close? and Cher. Close, very close. You see I the total close. disrespect? Do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. So, um... Bringing it back all together, uh, there's really good trout fishing. It's going on. It's been pretty cold, so that helps the situation. There are some bass out there. It's really not time to, I don't think it's really time for largemouth bass. Uh, You're getting still a little bit of a bite on catfish. I do know that for a fact, but I cannot Mm -hmm. disclose where. Um, but there are some really nice fish out there. So anywhere in Southern California, how do you recommend it? Go out there, wet a line. Okay. Uh, anything else, Andrew, that you want to add? I got one more one more announcement, and this one is actually pretty uh, substantial. Okay, um, go ahead. A huge shout-out to the DBO guys up there. you got Julian and uh, Nick, uh, mm-hmm. his VP. Um, they did a lot of work with the city, River, the, uh, the city of Riverside, uh, the county of Riverside, and they finally got a budget approved. They finally found a hatchery for trout. So Lake Kauia is getting – they put their stock schedule out. They're getting 825 pounds uh, each each date that I put up, starting uh, December 28th uh, from Mount from my uh, Jets Ranch. Lake Skinner is also getting 825 pounds of fish. Uh, you know, starting uh, last week they got their first stock uh, December. Actually, this week I'm sorry, December 21st. Uh, and then Rancho Harupa is also on that list with 825 pounds of fish, uh, and their dates are also posted uh, on the report. But, you know, there's a lot of people that were concerned about these lakes that, you know, hey, there's nothing been posted. We're already middle of December and, you know, and you hear it all. But finally it is approved. It's all, you know, all up to date. And um, it's funny because the other day I actually called all three of these lakes and I wanted to tell them, hey, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but you guys are going to get fish this amount on this date and they all thought i was crazy like well what do you mean we don't have the update how do you have the update <laughs> i said have you ever heard have you ever heard of max fish report no we haven't i go well i'll tell you what i'll tell you all about your lake just go ahead and follow max <laughs> fish report. <laughs> not gonna lie somebody from Lake skinner actually followed it, <laughs> it but anyway i do want to say one more thing that that makes you know lake lake elsinore uh, a phenomenal lake as well as palmdale fin and feather I know that the fish that Steve was talking about, you know, has the best memory, but what they sure like to do in both those lakes is those carp. Is they love to eat arrows. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> arrows it is. All right. Uh, excellent fish report, um, Andrew. So hang on tight here. Uh, and he's reporting all the way from Mountain Lakes. You'll be joining him tomorrow, Tony. Today you're busy. You're busy with me today. We've got to go That's see right. Cliff. Um Put the rest, and then we'll have the the Christmas party tonight. Okay, so, but tomorrow after the game, I allow you to go to Mountain Lakes. How do you like? I allow you. How do you right. like that? <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, the Emperor. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's let's move over to a little bit of salt. Okay, Tony, you um, got a chance to go and 
but a trap out. Do a little hooping. All yeah. right, talk to me about that. Well, lobster season is something that we don't talk enough about, but you know, there's uh, it's quiet because we don't want everybody going to the spots. But it's a, it takes a little bit of time to a uh, little bit of time on the water, and um, you know, after your first season, you should be good to go. But we went out last week out of uh, uh, Long Beach Harbor inside the break wall and um you know it was good we were pulling up i have a, a lobster attractant so it really helps broadcast that scent underwater especially for those lobsters but why don't you talk about that that's the bite on uh fishing lobster it's a pure uh it's a pure all uh fish oil with um you know our combination of 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 um treats for the lobsters and it's actually one of the one of the premier lobster baits in 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 that people are fishing with um a lot of the boaters a lot of the captains and where can we get it uh you can get it at biteonfishing.com or you can get it at uh, turner's and uh pretty much any tackle store that you that you go to turner's just put a, another big order in so they've been going through the pads and the sprays uh it's really meant to marinate your baits and give it a little bit more attraction especially on the slower nights uh you know it really helps and um, broadcast that scent so we went out we, we pulled up you know out of out, when you when you drop 10 hoops you're gonna pull up um, we were pulling up probably, you know, 10 or 15 and, uh, a lot of, a lot of shorts, a couple of, um, uh, keepers, you know, in each basket. So you really got to go through. I think that's the most important thing is make sure that you have a few of your measuring devices. Um, uh, and you're always going to be using those and then throw the, throw the shorts back and let them grow. But, uh, you can keep seven per night and, uh, we definitely, we had four, four for the night. And so we you know lobster for for breakfast the next morning but it's a good season to get out there the, the lobsters are definitely out and uh, we got a good season all the way through the end of march so it's going to be good all right just review a little bit of the rules there uh, tony you can only have seven lobster tails or lobsters in your possession at any given time what does that mean that means if you have three lobster tails in your freezer that's right you can't come home with seven because if they follow you home, they can check your your location, and they go into your freezer, and you got ten, you will be fined. Correct? Yeah, it's a pretty steep fine. Okay, yeah. so uh, it's one of those. Um, it's very heavily regulated. Absolutely. I mean, anytime you go out there at night, you'll find Department of Fish and Wildlife. They'll come up. You you gotta have a lobster license. Correct? Gotta have your California lobster license along with your regular fishing license. Mm-hmm. And uh, any other type of regulations that you would, uh, that, that, oh, what else? What else do you have to have on the boat? Come on, come on. As far as your little measurement. Oh, right, right. Okay. You're, you're, you have to have a measuring, it's three and one fourth uh, inch. Okay. And but then, you have to have it on the boat, and every person has to have You should have it on you, on your actual person. On, but yeah, well, that's doesn't why the rule say each person hooping has to have one? That's right. Yeah, you yeah. want to have one measuring device per person. Okay, and everybody is all right. And then um, you do a lot of hooping inside the bay and Long Beach, right? Inside the bay, yeah. Promar's got some really great hoops out. They've got uh, two or three different kind that are really meant for uh, for Long Beach Harbor. When you start getting into Catalina, they have the larger XL, a little bit heavier, easier to to navigate. You know, especially if you're you're going deep. Andrew, you went out to uh, Catalina recently, right? Yeah, I went out to Catalina about a week and a half ago. Um, we were on the Triton. And uh, same thing, um, I mean, you, everybody has to have uh, their lobster gauge in possession. Uh, you definitely have to have your, your lobster uh, catch card. 
But one thing that they are very meticulous on, when you get on the boat and you know what area you're going to, do not drop a hoop until you write on your card the location you're at. That's right. Meaning that let's say Catalina is is a number two, or I, don't, I forget the exact number, but let's say it's a number two. Make sure you write that on your license. Make sure it's signed. You know, and have that in your possession uh, at all times. Again, it is uh, seven in possession. That's not you catch seven, you go home, keep them. You got it. So. As long as your possession, once you eat them, if they're in your stomach in there, you know, moving around and doing the thing, that's fine. You ate them. They're good. They're that's gone. That's not possession. Um, another thing, another thing, on your buoys, on your buoys, you know, on private boats, you have to have your go ID number for every angler on the boat, meaning that a lot of guys, what they do is they'll put a piece of masking tape on there, write their go ID number from them, their buddy, and who the other guy on the boat, that way they all have it there. Um and then, uh, I mean, from there, it's pretty much uh, self-explanatory from there. I mean, make sure you measure these things two and three times. You know, if they're close, you know, if they're, if they're right on the line and you're questioning your, you know, your doubts, toss them back. Toss them back. Because it's well, not the, worth it. No, the fine is not, not worth, worth it. it. Okay. Now, um, while I'm, uh, this is breaking here. I just got the message, so I'm going to go to all three of you. Uh, our dear friend, Captain Mike Blue, calling from, I believe, Mike. Arizona. Okay, wants to know, and I don't know if this is a joke or not, but you know what? It's a great, great mm -hmm. question. What is a mouse tail? And I'm not talking about the animal. Yeah, so the mouse tail was developed. Uh, it's a, it's a, typically, it's a floating. It's got a ball and a chain type of look to it, right? We'll post mm -hmm. some up on Ang Friends of Angler Chronicles. And they're meant to mimic a small bait fish. And so depending on how you hook it, uh, you can have different action. It can look like a worm. It can look like a little uh, bait fish. And so that's what a mice tail is. Now, now Sergio, I, I need to throw something in there for the benefit of your legal department. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know you have a large legal department. There is a certain Anaheim-based corporation that will remain nameless, but they're very large and they're world-famous. And they insist that that product be called a mice tail and not a mouse tail. Oh. And the reason? And that, is, that is an absolute, I'm not making this up, that is a legal requirement. And the reason? <laughs> that they own everything in the world that is mice, excuse me, that is mouse dash anything. Hmm. Mouse burger. Mouse car, mouse anything, they already own it. So you must call your little fishing product mice. a mice tail. Mice tail. That's interesting. Okay. I hope Mike Blue got more than Blue. than he negotiated for. <laughs> All right. Also, breaking news here. I just want to let everybody know that um, uh, Jonathan Oliver Skinner from Lake Elsinore City Hall just sent me and says that... Uh, for our Christmas party tonight, for part of the raffle, we'll be also be giving out a weekend stay at Launch Point. Okay, so we'll, Ooh. yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get that done, uh, get raffled off. Now, my idea, and this may change, was to bundle everything under one prize. So if that's the case, I have a, a, a fishing rod. Okay, a fishing syndicate M. I have a 500 series um, accurate reel. Nice. I have a membership to 
Palmdale, Palmdale Fin and Feather. That alone is worth about a wow. thousand bucks, right, uh, Andrew? Uh, one thousand forty-five. One thousand forty-five, and now a weekend stay at Launch Point. I want to bundle the whole wow. thing, and um, so, so that puts it at probably almost twenty-five hundred, three thousand dollars worth of stuff that we're going to be giving away. So just uh, everybody wow. pay attention. That's for one ten-dollar entry. That's pretty cool. And Which is, I, pr I prefer it being unwrapped toy, so we have it ready to take to uh, Camp Pendleton for yeah. the for the Navy and the Marines down there for all their kids. Um, but if not, you know what? You don't have a chance to go shop. Just come in, put a ten dollar donation. We'll give it to your mom, Agar, and she can go out buy buy the toys and take them down there. What do you think, Tony? Oh, that's awesome. That's going to work out pretty well. And uh, thanks, Jonathan. I just got the uh, your message, and we appreciate the. Uh, he gave us some money for tonight. He says he won't be able to be there, but he wanted to make sure to donate his part. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right, all right. Uh, we were talking uh, lobsters, back to lobsters. The one thing I really want to harp on you guys, um, you got to stay within the law on this one. There, There's no deviation. I've seen them really come down hard for anybody who's violating any of the, of the rules. Okay, mm -hmm. so... Uh, Andrew, one more time, you did a very good uh, job. Just bullet point everything that they, if you're going to go out lobster fishing, you've got to have. Yeah, first off, you need a fishing license, you need the lobster catch card. Everybody on the boat needs a lobster catch card. Whether you're four years old or 40 years old, if you say, I'm not going for lobster, it does not matter. You do not belong on the boat. Uh, it's, there's no guest passengers, basically, is what, what I was told. And when before you drop your first hoop, make sure on your lobster catch card it's written in there the code of or location that you're going uh, before you drop that first hoop. Um, and then uh, uh, you, every uh, um, every person has to have a lobster um, uh, gauge on them uh, or in their possession. Uh, if one person wants to measure them, that's fine. But as long as they all have their lobster gauge, you know, and they're all looking at your if it's close, if you're like, ah, maybe, you know, it's right at that line, toss them back. It's not worth taking, you know, taking taking it back in and all of a sudden there's fish and game to check your lobster. And now they're saying, ah, actually, this one's short. Uh, you know, here's, here, you can give me that lobster. We're going to go let, let it go. And here's this nice little piece of paper we'll see you in court. It's not worth it at all. Again, it is only seven in possession, not seven you know, it is seven a night, but seven in possession. So, like you're saying, if you have a couple still at home in your freezer, minus that from your seven, and that's what you're allowed to have. Um, right. If you eat that, you know, that's all that's it. That means that, that that way you can just have a lot of cholesterol and eat a lot of lobster every day if you're going to go. <laughs> all right, everybody, hang on tight. This is Raiders Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. This is not a one-night stay. Football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. 
Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. It's the time of the season. That's right, it's the time of the season. You know what it's time for, Tony? What's that, Serge? Taking care of your gear. That's right. Okay. That, I already started. All right. Uh, I, I will announce that all my rods I, I took into Fishing Syndicate to have them all redone. And, you know, we don't pay attention mm-hmm. to the rods a lot of times. You know, they, they go out the entire season. If yeah. you got a ceramic insert, you get a little nick that'll cut your line. I mean, it, it cuts like crazy. So I took them in, and GT got a hold of them. And you know, made them all shiny and pretty again, and uh, you know, it's it's nice. Same thing with all my reels. All my reels, you know, went to service. Nice. That way, they 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 start. I obviously saved a few just in case, but uh, yeah, it's a very very good time to start getting your gear ready. So at least your salt water. Mm-hmm. So you have fresh water. So you have some spinning outfits for these trout. That's why I'm, I'm telling you, we've got to get on the center console with two-pound tests and go catch some bass and some mackerel. That'd be hilarious, okay, to do. Oh, What's that? I said, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, most lo- I love it. All right, so um, I, I promised you guys I'd give you this uh, information. Uh, today at 11 o'clock in the morning, the service will begin. It goes all the way to 3 o'clock. There's different uh, things going on. Um, we'll have a little service at, at 11 o'clock at All Souls Mortuary in Long Beach. Uh, look it up. I believe it's off of this, the 405 and Cherry, but I'm not exactly sure. But it's All Souls Mortuary in Long Beach. And we'll say goodbye to... Cliff. We'll say goodbye physically, but he'll always remain in our hearts. Dear, dear friend, one of my consularies. Okay, so for you guys coming out um, to the, the service, and we invite every every fisherman to come out. Um, I know that KC anglers are coming out, and they're going to be wearing their KC angler shirts. 
Um, I know Team 57 wants to come out. They're going to be wearing some type of T-shirt also identifying Team 57. Uh, we're going to be in our Angler Chronicles uh, shirts. Um, just just come out and um, and support. If you're going to come out, please bring one rod and reel. And what we're going to do is they have allowed uh, 14 of us inside the chapel to create a tunnel, you know, like the, the, the Marines do with their swords, so that the casket can, procession can go <clears throat> from the altar out the outside. And then we will repeat this with a lot more people, everybody that comes out uh, when we're outside before he's, he's laid to rest. Okay, so that's awesome. I want to thank her. You know, that was one of his requests. Okay, I talked to his sister Karen, and she said that was one of his requests. I mean, we did something like that. I don't know if you for remember Ronnie. for Ronnie back in the day at the chapel. Coolest we, thing I've ever seen. I, I just said, you know, I brought I brought six rods. Okay, and everybody mm -hmm. said, well, why six? Well, every person should have six people. Their people. Mm -hmm. Do you know why, Tony? Because you are like no. Why, why? Why the number six? Do you know? Yes no. or no? Andrew, do you know why the number six? Take six to carry the casket. That's it, my friend. Okay, so technically, the people that carry your casket are your closest right. people. So you got to have six. Okay, so that's why we did six, mm -hmm. and we took rods on top of there, and we 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 put the tips together uh, over his ashes. Uh, in, in Cliff's uh, case, we have uh, a coffin that is going to go right underneath, and we'll we'll say our, our goodbyes that way. Mm. Um, it's just a, I believe, a, a fair send off. Okay. A lot of respect there. A lot of respect. Cliff was one of those guys that always had a smile on his face, and mm. if he didn't. He got one, okay? Because a lot of times I know he was in pain, but he was always smiling. And I love him for that. Always will. He'll be in my heart forever. And it's kind of hard to talk sometimes because, yeah. like I said, I've only had two conciliaries. Mm -hmm. It was Cliff and John Santangelo. Those yeah. are my two, okay? My wise men, if, if you wish. These guys did a lot during their lifetime. And... I always valued their conversations, their company, and their friendship. So, my two conciliaries. Okay, all right. Um, again, at eleven o'clock, the service will be at All Souls Mortuary in Long Beach. And if you're a fisherman, bring a rod and reel. Anything will do, and we'll create a tunnel for um, for a cliff to go under one last time. All right. Tony, you on to that? You got one? You got a, a rod or I have to bring you one? I got two rods. Okay, very got good. My two fishing syndicate rods are ready to go. Very good, very good. All right, um, talked about a lot of stuff. I also want to let everybody know that right now as we speak, okay, we're giving away shoes with Fishers of Men. Um, they're, they're giving away shoes, I believe, in Anaheim. So hopefully we'll get a, a chance to hear from Jack and see how that's going to be going on today. It's a wonderful thing. Last week they did uh, Moreno Valley. Today they're doing Anaheim. And one of the things I always ask Jack, I say, you know, we go to Mexico. Wouldn't it be cool to do something local? Absolutely. You yeah. know, it's a lot easier to go to Mexico. <laughs> okay, and there, there, there's so many hurdles that you have to go, and you're trying to give something away. And it, but, right. uh, Fishers of Men and Jack and, and the whole crew there has, has been able to figure out a way. So, uh, Leilani, is that Jack? Okay, let's put Jack on. Good morning, Jack. 
Good morning, Sergio. All right. So listen, let our listeners in on what's going on today. It's exciting. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, you know, and I wish I could be there for Cliff, but this has been set stone for about uh, six months today. So um, I've got to go there. But uh, my best wishes to you guys there. And uh, I know you'll represent real well. We're saying prayers for Cliff's family. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, we got uh, Anaheim today and uh, looking for about 1,100 kids. Uh, this will be our well, fourth one me, that we've got Jack, here. Jack, let me, let me stop yeah. you right there. Guys, 1,100 children in Southern California in our own backyard. Okay, now... That is huge. When when Jack and I first met, we first went, I mean, I, the first time I joined him in the East Cape, I told him, can we make sure that all the kids have shoes? Not only did we achieve that down in Mexico, because of everybody's generosity, and I want to thank everybody that comes out to Taco Tuesday, everybody that comes yeah. out to the summer festivals that uh, that we've done in the past, everybody that's had a part of it. We thank you. And because of that, we're able to expand. And the hard work that Jack and his volunteers do, folks, you know, this is 100% giveaway, okay? Because there, there's no bureaucracy in, in Fishers of Men, okay? There, there, there's, a, there's a, a, you know, it's a council, it's a 5013C. Uh, it's all legit. But nobody takes a salary of any kind, correct, Jack? That is correct. Yeah, it's one all volunteer. All volunteer. So uh, I want everybody keep that in mind. So if if, if you want to donate, we we highly recommend it. You go go to fishersofmenwestcoast.org, correct? Correct. Yeah, and then you can make a, a donation there or you know what? Come to a Taco Tuesday. Last Tuesday of every month, we have one on the 27th of December at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill in Westminster. So we'll have that going on. All right, Jack, I've got about a minute and a half. It's all yours. I uh, just wanted to remind you that we still have some open spots for the trip on the 29th on the El Dorado. Perfect. Um, it's um, a little bit of a mishap. Somebody posted that it was full and it was not. So there are openings. Uh, come on and join us. The last trip of the year. Mm-hmm. We always have a great boat with a lot of giveaways, and uh, by God's grace, we'll catch a lot of fish. Yeah, no, it's a great trip. It's on the El Dorado. I believe we leave on the 28th. We fish on Thursday, the 29th. I'm sure we'll be uh, San Nicolas Island. They've been producing an amazing amount of rockfish, very good uh-huh. quality, shallower water. Okay, we'll probably be in 120 to 300 feet, so that's a lot of fun. And you get a chance to load up the freezer. And while you're loading up the freezer, we get to raise funds so that you can do what you're doing today. You're expecting 1100 How many did you have last week in Moreno Valley? Uh, $750. $750. So, guy, folks, in, in, in these two weekends... Almost 2,000 kids we get to service. I tell you what, Jack, I love you and I thank you and I praise God for somebody like you that does all the work. Okay? Thank you. Well, we're going to tell Ron we're going to miss him, okay? Okay. He always, he always was there, yeah. So Ron is on the mend and hope to get him back real soon. All right, everybody. Right. That was Jack from Fishers of Men West Coast. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA, and we'll be right back. Dancing, romancing in the key swing and 
Amazon Pharmacy, Amazon Pharmacy, there's transparent pricing, so you know what you'll pay before you pay it. And Prime members can save up to 80% on prescriptions. Pharmacists can answer all your questions and can even transfer your prescriptions for you. All of this delivered directly to your door. It is Amazon Pharmacy, after all. Save time, save money, stay healthy. Learn more at Amazon.com slash Sports22. That's Amazon.com slash Sports22. Average savings based on usage and inside RX data as compared to cash prices. Average savings for all generics are 78%, 37% for select brand medications. Restrictions apply. Raiders football is here on AM830, KLA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Tomorrow on the Las Vegas Raiders Radio Network, the Silver and Black play host to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Hi, this is Tim Cates. Join Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy for all the action. The Raiders are back at it after a tough Thursday night loss in Los Angeles to the Rams as Josh McDaniels takes on his longtime mentor. If it's the NFL, it's right here. On AM830, KLAA. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Raiders Radio, AM830, KLAA. And this, my friends, is Angler Chronicles. And, you know, Angler Chronicles, it got started in a restaurant, all right, here in Huntington Beach. I believe it was Ron, me, and Danny. Okay, and we said, how about this Angler Chronicle thing? Do a radio show, do a TV show. And he said, well, I'm the sheriff. So... The CEO of Filmdom, a coined word of Angler Chronicles, the sheriff himself, the jig slinger, Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. <laughs> hey, good morning, uh, Sergio. Yeah, I remember that meeting of uh, at Dukes there by Dukes, the right, right there at the pier, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, nice place, not a very nice place there, and I remember that meeting real well, and Obviously, we made the right decision because <laughs> just look at us now, right? Right. I mean, look, look at that. I mean, seriously, look at our TV show. I mean, honestly, I've said this before. I don't mean to re- repeat a bunch of things. I would put our show for the last few years here right up next to Nat Geo and Discovery History, Animal Planet. There's, there's nobody that, that does it better, honest, honestly, than John Simpson. So... No, I'm proud to be a part, Sergio. No, I Listen, agree. You got I agree. a, you got a full house here. You got. I hope I'm not missing by Steve Carson, Andrew Mack. You got Tony Williams. Did I miss somebody? Or no, no, it's just the four of us. And uh, you okay. know, I mean, hopefully soon. And I, and I told Ron, I said, look, Ron, uh, go get well. 
okay? Um, it, it's very important to come back strong from a hip replacement, okay? So uh, go do your physical therapy. It does hurt, but we want you to get better. And then I'm expecting Ron to join us at the beginning of the year, okay? And we'll get back on track. So in the meantime, it's us, okay? I will have Ben Seacrest with me for next week. I can't believe next week's already the 24th. Okay, and yeah, then and right, I'll have, right, so right. it'll be Ben and I for the twenty fourth and the thirty first, and then hopefully the beginning of the year, the first one there will have uh, run back. You know. Well, that's good because I, you know, I miss uh, Ron Hobbs every week. Uh, I I really do. Uh, he he's a part of the furniture in there has been uh, as long as we've been going, mm-hmm. and uh, even before that. So uh, you know, if Ron's listening. I'm sure he is. Get well, Ron. Get back in there and like to, you know, it's going to be the first year before you know it. <laughs> You're mentioning next week's the 24th. We're going to we're going to be through the holidays and into January. Just a couple of quick things, uh, quick things here, and I'll get right into our great show for tomorrow, Sergio. Um, Nachos Barge has got a live squid. Nachos, of course, is the barge at the east end of the Long Beach Federal Breakwater Breakwall. So. If you're fishing um, out of Long Beach this weekend, you can expect some live squid from nachos. And for Steve, talking about the tails, um, I don't fish with mouse tails. I fish with Mickey and Minnie tails. I checked that out with our Anger Anger Chronicles legal department. They said that'll work out really good. So (laughs) that's that's what I fish with. But anyway... One more question of Andrew. Uh, hold on, hold on. Steve. Steve. We'll look great in prison stripes. No, no, I don't want yeah, prison right. stripes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Unless I'm a referee. That's a different story. But a prison stripes, absolutely not. Okay, and remember, Danny Jackson is the CEO of Filmdom. So if it happens on TV, <laughs> guess who's going down? You. Yeah, right, right. Okay. I, might, I might be C. I might be C. Uh, ceasing and desisting. Yes. Right away, if I tried that, so, and probably in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, it could be with a pair of chrome bracelets on. There you, know? you go. So, anyways, Andrew, I was going to ask about rock fishing. I, I never seem to see anything on the internet, and here it is, almost the first of the year. When are we going to know what the rules and regulations are? I mean, it's it's almost January. Any idea? Uh, well, the last I heard about it, Danny, um, they had a meeting up at Lake Tahoe. Um, that's when they had a DFG up there with uh, with some of the environmentalists and other people that were involved. Um, they pretty much have it all on paper. Uh, they just have to approve it and then release it. Um, there is some, you know, kind of general checkpoints uh, that they have. Um, so basically what's going to happen is that we're, we're losing a month. So from April 1st to September 15th uh, is going to be the new rockfish, uh, uh, shallow rockfish, you know, uh, season. So what that means in, from my understanding is that it's going to stay the same like it is now as far as depths and everything like that. Like, uh, um, you've got the cow cod conservation area, which you're allowed 240 feet, uh, and, and below. Um, you have, uh, you know, the local areas for rockfish, you know, it's all going to be the same. Uh, but I believe that during this season, you are allowed to go deeper, 
Um, not in the cow cod conservation area, though. This is everywhere else. Uh, yeah, this is, this is uh, everywhere else um, that you're allowed to go. Um, and then after September 15th, all the shallow water rockfish areas are done with. You cannot fish those for rockfish. I believe that you still are allowed for pelagics, you know, yellowtail, stuff like that. Kind of like, I basically look at it like how Farnsworth Bank is set up. You can't touch the bottom, but you can fish the whole top, you know, for your yellows and, and all that other stuff. Um, so, but this is only to, uh, for rockfish uh, season. And then they're changing the limits um, uh, for the season. Uh, you're only allowed two sheephead this year um, coming up. Instead of the five, uh, you're still allowed the four reds, uh, the one uh, chucklehead, um, and then uh, uh, I think uh, the quillback rockfish, you're allowed one, and there, there's one more. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting. I know they are taking, you know, from us. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, they're, they're trying to help, you know, what they say is helping the stocks and all the other stuff. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, we'll see once they officially release it, you know, then, then of course, you know, I'll, I'll throw it all over social media once I see that. Um, but yeah. for, for now, yeah. that's pretty much the general, you know, the general idea and the changes that are going to happen. All right, so let me bring you back to this. We have one trip before the end of the year, before it closes. It's on the El Dorado. We'll take, I think, 30 people. We'll go out to San Nick. It's going to be a full freezer filler. Okay, so come on out for that one. Um, You can actually contact us at 714-969-9750. Just just go to the Angler Chronicles Facebook. um, I'm sorry, Angler Chronicles Facebook. We'll post it there, but also go to our website, anglerchronicles.com. Press under the... um, uh, schools, AC schools, and it'll come up. It's the last one, obviously. If not, go to fishersofmenwestcoast.org, and you can sign up there. But you don't want to miss out. It's the last one of the year. I'll be there, and uh, we'll go catch some rockfish. And it's shallow water. We don't have to go 600 feet. So that means I don't have to borrow your reel, uh, Danny. Nice. <laughs> you're right. I know. San Nick is good. And, you know, yeah, you're right. This is the last chance, last chance. Uh, Andrew, one other quick question. This 100 fathom stuff, which I, I'm really looking forward to fishing. Now, if they, someone said that's a trade out and, and then we can fish 100 fathoms uh, most of the year, or is that also closed with everything else, the 100 fathom stuff? Um, well, from, from what I understand, is that during the, the, the shallow water rockfish stuff, from, for, if you're in the Calcutt area, you're at 240 feet and below. Everywhere else, you know, that's not considered the Calcutt Conservation Area, you're allowed to go any depth, any you know, any depth. You know, you can go your 600-plus if you want, as long as it's out of those boundaries. I'm sure they're going to give you, you know, put out the, the, the coordinates and all the other stuff of where you can go deeper, where you can't go deeper. And then after your September 15th, you're only allowed to go 600 feet and deeper. Um, that's after okay. September 15th. Uh, to the end of December, um, again, that is outside of the Cal Conservation Area or Cal Cod right. Conservation okay. Area. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay, yeah, well, so if you, were, if, if, if you were fishing, say, San Pedro Canyon, which is uh, uh, a void there, a basin, whatever you want to call it, canyon, of course, uh, due south of Point Furman. Now, that's, that's not Cal Cod uh, protected. But that drops off mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, Sergio, you and I fished it a lot mm-hmm. up in two or three hundred feet of water. But if you continue uh, west, I mean, it drops off into an abyss. I just, I just wonder, you know, that might be very good fishing for. So you're saying then from September to de- December, uh, Andrew, you can still fish hundred fathom and 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 deeper. Is that correct? Yes, that, that's, that's from my understanding. Again, this is not, anyone listening, this is not the, the, the yeah. legal thing. This is just from my understanding. I'm not going to say this is what it's 100% until they officially release their documents. Right. Uh, but this right. is from my understanding, yes, if you want to go fish the gorge over there, um, again, you're going to need the gear to do it. So, I mean, if you remember back in the day, you guys were, you know, 30, 30 plus years ago, it's four to five pound weights to get that deep because not only is it that deep, but now you have to deal with the current. You have to deal with your boat drifting because you're not. Nobody's going to anchor you. There's no way to anchor that deep. Right. All so, right, everybody. Hold, no, no, no. Okay, everybody, hold on tight. I got to take a break here. So we'll come back. We'll finish up with Danny. Great questions, Danny. All right, folks, you're on uh, Raiders Radio, AM eight thirty KLAA Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Radio. AMA 30. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Raiders Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. And as we went to break, we we're talking with uh, Danny and uh, Steve Carson, Andrew Mack, uh, Tony, and myself. Uh, Danny, these are really, really good questions, uh, things that we need to know. Uh, we talked about lobster regulations. We were talking about rockfish regulations. There's a lot of regulations. 
But if you don't want to have a, you know, a hefty fine, you just got to do it right. Um, and the Department of Fish and Wildlife will cite you. Okay, so it's very important to uh, be within uh, the rules. And unfortunately, like Andrew says, uh, right now it's kind of fuzzy. Okay, where we're going to end up, but. Hopefully they'll let us fish. Oh, they've already taken some time away from us uh, for rockfish, but um, hopefully they'll let us fish. Okay. So, Danny, yeah, I give well, you back the floor. So. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Then, then let's talk about television because tomorrow, uh, starting tomorrow, 8.30 tomorrow morning on Valley. Now, actually, West, it starts at 4 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Tomorrow morning, it starts at 4. Okay, and then you get to see all the pregame stuff and the, the closing yeah, ceremonies. Right. And then right. Argentina will face some country called Japan, uh, almost called it Japan, France. Okay, and then we'll be celebrating. And as you're celebrating the win from Arge for Argentina, you can watch our TV show. There you go. That's perfect. Well, I'm going to be watching the game too, Sergio. So we're pulling for you, you know. I've been pulling for Argentina the whole time. It's it's been you know I'm not a I'm not a sporto for uh, soccer, but I've really been enjoying it. It's been a very exciting, and and tomorrow just uh, you know what the nice thing about this one is, I think the two best teams actually made it. You know I I think I, I wanted to see France, Argentina, Brazil, even it, or England. You know any of those four combinations. I think they were the the best that there was. Spain and uh, didn't look that good, but. Finally, we have the two best teams duking it out. You know, it's not a Cinderella team. No, no, no. This is the two best teams are duking it out. So whoever wins will – there's a lot of luck involved, but whoever wins, congratulations, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I got you. Well, anyway, it's the ninth annual, which is the one we had this year, Lake Elsinore. Uh, sports capital of the world and uh, of course we're having it again in 2023 I was going to post dates but I, I saw there were no dates uh, posted on the website yet so we'll have to wait till after the first of the year but you'll get to see the ninth annual which is the most recent one mm -hmm. uh, again starting at 830 and, uh, and airs five times during the week so that's a great you know it's a great episode great derby you know, oh, yeah. We, well, we, listen, we it, they always put on a great, great uh, derby. It's a two-day event. Uh, we get a lot of families, a lot of ha husband and wives. We got a lot of uh, the guys come out fishing. I got, we had girl teams. Um, well, it, it's just a fun event. Um, it's more than it, – it's not a tournament. We call it a derby because it's friendly, but there is competition. Uh, the casino is always hosting us, which is great. Launch point, amazing. Um, we even do the radio show live from uh, from there. You know, every the, the Saturday right, of the event. Right. So it's just not. Yeah. I will tell you this: Jonathan did mention that they're already talking about um, the, the new Dream Extreme. I'm sure it'll be sometime in May, like it usually is. And and as soon as we know, you will know. Yeah, that, that's right. And of course, this episode I'll probably run it once more before the before the the new a new derby. And I'll you know I'll, then I'll put the dates and times and how to sign up. And of course, you'll be <clears throat> talking about it on the radio as well as on social media. So everybody will get the word. 
Okay, well, anyway, that's all I've got, uh, Sergio and crew. And, well, you got one more thing. We have a huge special treat for you on the 25th Christmas Day. We'll just tease it with that. How's that? A special, okay, something special. All right. Well, we'll on TV, on the 25th. What's that? Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, listen, listen, listen. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. You know, I should have made a note of it because I'm working on it right now, the finishing touches. Bay of L.A. Uh, what are not, uh, yes, it is going to air a, um, a, week from, a week from tomorrow. And, um, yeah, it, it's a great episode. You know, you and Ben and, oh, my gosh, it was just a, the fishing was incredible. This is, this is one of our best, I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. L.A. Bay, you know, I fished it myself years ago, but it was the wrong time of year. You guys hit it just right. And, uh, I mean, good weather, great fishing. Uh, John Simpson did, did his usual outstanding uh, cinematography with his aerials, with his underwater. And uh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, but that, that is a special treat. That starts, yes, uh, the 25th. Uh, All right. Tomorrow is good. The Christmas okay. Day. It'll be perfect. It'll yes, be sir. perfect. All yes, right, sir. Danny Jackson. Danny. You take care of you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. This week, Milestone Park is stocking. I hope you're ready. Danny? Thanks for that, uh, Andrew. Yeah. We're okay. good. Yeah, that, Danny lives okay. right around there. You can go catch some fish. Maybe I'll come by and we'll go catch a few. Uh, maybe we'll have a I meeting on a... The- we might have a meeting on a bench right next to the lake. We can do a bait and wait and have a meeting. Uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of those. I love Mile Square Park. I live across the street from it, Andrew, so that's where I go for my walks. Okay, you guys have a great weekend, and it's nice to talk to everybody. All right, thanks, Danny. Have a great week. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye. Excellent. All right, so now everybody knows that the 6th annual, you can see the ninth annual Dream Extreme uh, this weekend. It's going to be amazing. All right, we start talking about some salt water, and I've left this for the end because I think it's um, pretty big. Mr. Carson was absent for the last couple of weeks, but there was a reason. So, Carson, Steve, I'm giving it to you. Let people know why you weren't here. Well, I was going to say I just didn't want to talk to you, but that probably wouldn't be very nice. (laughs) Tell him, tell him, tell him. Well, yeah, uh, I was out on an eight-day trip, eight-day Penn Fishing University adventure on the Shogun out of Fisherman's Landing in San Diego, and uh, it was, as as you would expect, an eight-day trip. Uh, we went about, oh, three-quarters of the way down the Baja Peninsula. We went down as far south as the Ridge, which is kind of outside of Magdalena Bay, if you look on the map of Baja, California. We also spent a day at Alijos Rocks and uh, some various spots along the Baja coast as we worked our way home, Tipolito uh, and a few other spots like that on the way home. And we, we caught fish pretty much everywhere we went. We, we did run into a bit of weather here and there, but uh, the Shogun's a nice big boat, and we had no real trouble. And um, we got Wahoo, my favorite fish. My favorite fish to catch, my favorite fish to eat. I, I, I'm kind of like you. Well, you don't eat fish at all. Mm-hmm. But 
I I mainly only eat, eat fish prepared by people that know what they're doing, and I am not one of them. Um, but Wahoo is so good, it's hard to mess it up. So uh, it's my favorite fish to eat. Um, we also uh, had a nice catch of yellowtail, up to about 36 pounds. Uh, a very nice catch of yellowfin tuna, up to about 42 pounds. Uh, just by accident, we caught, I, I, I don't remember the exact number, 50 or 60 Dorado, just sort of, you know, incidental to the capture of the the, uh, the tuna, the yellowtail, and the wahoo. We also caught some nice uh, flag caprilla and even some uh, some other unusual species, one of which I put up a picture of up on the Friends of Angler Chronicles Facebook page called a hamlet, which is basically a dwarf grouper. Um, very interesting-looking fish. And uh, just in general, we had a great time. I field-tested a little bit of stuff uh, that will be shown at next year's uh, ICAST show mm-hmm. in the summer at, in uh, Orlando. So looking forward to that. And, um, you know, it... It was about as good a fishing as you can imagine uh, with a bit of travel in between. It always amazes me when we do these long trips down into Baja how long there is, how much space there is in between spots that have fish in them. I mean, sometimes we can troll for hundreds and hundreds of miles, not get a bite. Then we arrive in the area where, you know, where, where we were headed in the first place, and boom, the second we get there, we're, we're hooked up. That, that always amazes me, but you know what? It's, it, it's uh, Mother Nature doing what she does. All right, so you caught a variety of fish. I even saw you caught a, a very weird-looking redfish. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, that's the hamlet. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is a, a species of dwarf grouper. And actually, I, I, they're, they're more common than you think. A lot of people just... Uh, Look at them and go, oh, well, that's an interesting little orange fish, and they throw it back. Because they don't get very big. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a couple pounds is as big as I have ever seen one. And they don't. They, the literature uh, makes it appear they don't get a lot bigger than that. Um, but they fooled me. Um, uh, the, the first one that I caught was a few years ago, and they were a bright orangish red. I mean, really bright, just like in the picture on the... Uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what it was. Looked in all the, the sources, et cetera, et cetera. It looked like. Did, a fish did you catch it? What, what, what catch, a fishing cabrilla? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're well, hold that thought. Hold that thought because I want to ask you a question about that, folks. We're uh, we're on Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLA Angler Chronicles. I can hear the music, so we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll finish up with. Uh, some more of the great eight-day fishing that uh, Steve did. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. AMA 30. 
Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA. And tonight, talking about party, we have the Angler Chronicles uh, Christmas party over at Simply Fish in Costa Mesa. Okay, that's going to be off of Harbor and Adams. If you'd like to come, we'd like to have you. $10 or an unwrapped toy of about a $10 value. We'll get you a raffle ticket. As many as you bring, you'll get a raffle ticket. And then we've got a big, huge prize for tonight. Probably about $3,000. I'm guessing twenty-five dollars to $3,000 worth tonight. So hopefully you get in on it. Okay, it'll be both a saltwater and a freshwater coverage. Okay, and some camping along the way because you get to stay at Launch Point, get some fishing in, check out the beautiful city of Lake Elsinore at Launch Point, which is stellar. Okay, and get some saltwater action with a fishing syndicate rod and an accurate reel. So real good stuff. All right, so going back to your trip, um, when I was down in Bay of LA, we were we were catching uh, cabrilla in relatively shallow water. Okay, and then all of a sudden this orange thing came up. Okay, following my uh, my stick bait, but it didn't bite it, but it followed it, and the pangaro got really excited. The captain. Okay, and he, I guess he called it a golden grouper. Is that what it was? Yeah, golden grouper or golden cabrilla. That's just a color phase of the same uh, uh, cabrilla species that you were catching. Um, a lot of scientific theories as to as to why only a certain number of them, you know, attain that color. Uh, sometimes uh, the theory is is that that's the leader of the school. Or that one uh, helps scare the prey a little bit. The, you know, the prey sees that thing coming at them, and they just they panic and they run the other way right into the mouths of the of the main part of the school. Um, it's hard to say exactly what percentage of them get that golden color, uh, but it's under ten percent. So, so they're pretty rare. They're pretty unusual. I haven't heard that they taste any different, mm-hmm. but they definitely look different. 
but it's the same species as what you were already catching. Very good. All right. So um, some of the talk about some of the tackles. Eight days, but not a lot of people go to eight days. What kind of tackle? Not Steve Carson, because I know you go crazy. On a day and a half, I couldn't believe how much stuff you brought out. But what should you have, say, on a two-day, I mean, um, an eight-day trip? Uh, what kind of gear should you have in your possession? Well, it would be like it's like if you go going to play golf. You can go with only one club, but nobody does it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you could. Right. And somebody really good, like, like Tiger Woods, broken leg at all, he could beat you with one club. But you know why Tiger Woods carries 14 clubs? Well, why he pays someone to carry his 14 clubs for him? Because that's the limit. He'd carry more if he was allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but generally, you can do an eight-day trip with five rods, uh, more or less the same five rods that you would... Um, uh, that you would bring on uh, a trip, even in local waters, for the bigger bluefin, because bluefin may be 20 pounds and they may be 320 pounds, and you don't know before you leave the house. So on a five-day trip, basically, you're going to have a, uh, you know, a 25-pound rig, a 30, a 40, uh, your 50, 60-pound rig on a, on an eight-day trip uh, would be more towards the high-speed jigging, something that you can throw. Um, Wahoo bombs or, or Raiders or something like that at Wahoo because you got to crank that jig back at full speed. The Wahoo is the world's fastest fish, and they want their jigs going the same way. And then your your heavy rig, again, would be something similar to what you would use for the bigger bluefin in our local waters, something with 80 or 100-pound test line. Um, most of the time, that heavier gear is used for bottom fishing, with a dropper loop for yellowtail and or the bigger grouper. Um, you certainly can bring more than that. You can bring a surface iron rod. Uh, my favorite thing the last couple of seasons has been slow pitch jigging. Um, Sergio, you could bring a bass rod. It would even it would be allowed. And in fact, no one would even make fun of you. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to do something I never do. You said. Okay, that the fastest fish was a wahoo. Uh-huh. But I, my understanding that it's a sailfish. Well, that's because you're what we call Google-educated. Ah, very good. I, I was and thought- you, don't know, you don't know anything more than what Google tells you. And years ago, uh, this is getting off into the weeds for you, so I apologize to the listeners. Mm-hmm. I was always fascinated that it would say that the sailfish was the fastest fish, and then it went, and you're going to you're gonna have to Google it to get the exact number, it went uh, 67.281 miles an hour. And then all the other fish, all the way down to goldfish, it gave a vague range. You know, kind of like, oh, it goes uh, 8 to 12 miles an hour. You know, it was, it was very vague, very non, non-specific, and I couldn't figure out how that was. Mm-hmm. So I started tracing back, tracing back, tracing back, and it went all the way back to the early 1950s when, yeah, obviously, scientific measurement was nothing like it is today. Uh, some, Literally, somebody's dad at one of the research uh, institutions said, oh, the fastest fish is definitely a sailfish, 
I hooked one and it went 100 yards in three seconds. Well, A, we know that fishermen never exaggerate. <laughs> and that when a, fish is way, uh, when a fish is way out there, it's very simple to measure exactly 100 yards. And it's very simple to exactly time for three seconds. Of course, all those things are not true. Uh, but if you do the math of 100 yards in three seconds, you'll come up to that Google number of whatever it is. You'll have to look 67.128 miles per hour. So okay, well, the point is, it's all because of a fisherman who exaggerated. Okay, Imagine well, that. Google boy here is not me. That's Tony. But I did look at BBC on their Science Focus, and they do the top four fish. Number one uh, is number one is a black marlin. Number two is sailfish. Number three is striped marlin, and then wahoo is number four. The difference is now they have it in kilometers per hour, but a wahoo is clocked in at seventy-eight kilometers per hour. That's a little bit. Let me see. That's um, God. It's getting close to sixty miles an hour. I want to say, mm -hmm. and then, um, but but see the black marlin. 129 kilometers per hour. So that's yeah, quite... there, there, there is some new, some new measurement, and there's also some new measurement because the most valuable fish gets the most uh, expensive uh, research done on it. Mm -hmm. And we all know uh, that the most valuable fish is bluefin tuna. Well, wait. So number four is wahoo. Number five, I was uh, surprised, is a mako shark. And then number six is the Atlantic bluefin. Okay, so mm -hmm. well, if you, if, again, if you go backwards to all of those, all of them are based on vague estimates. Mm -hmm. They're finally just now getting um, the ability to, to actually, for want of a better word, put a little speedometer on the fish. But then you got to get the fish to go full speed. How do you do that? Right. So, it, so all that is pretty vague. You you do have a very good point there. But let me do something here. Let me go, uh, Leilani. Let's go ahead and queue oh, wait, wait up. Wait a minute. Who's, oh. who's Google Boy? Remind me who Google Boy is. That would be Tony. <laughs> and that's, okay. it, it, it's an old thing. And Tony, in a drop of a hat, would say something to you, and I'd go, well, we're going to have to Google that because he, he's very good at, um, he's a very good fisherman. How's that? <laughs> but, but anyway, let me go real quick here because I, I believe it's coming in from Montana. Uh, Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. We're going to put a smackdown on the geese today, and you can Google that. And you can yeah. Google that. All right. So excellent. So you know, in Europe, you know, this is, I don't know if you heard Steve Wahoo or sailfish and marlin. Which is uh, the three? Which one do you think is the fastest? I don't, probably the wahoo. You think the wahoos? Yeah, I think it's all relative. I mean, I, I have seen a wahoo peel line off my reel, and I've seen a sailfish and a marlin peel, but not, not as harsh as that. And then we look at the Atlantic bluefin. Okay, we see you know from Wicked Tuna, we see Dave. You know he gets. I mean, those things get peeled, and oh, locally yeah. too. You know some of the bluefin we've been catching here on the west coast. Um, they can take quite a bit of line at a very rapid rate. Okay, I've literally seen uh, this happen this year. I felt so bad. 
and a guy just could not stop it. It was full speed. Uh, it, the thing should have been smoking yeah. for as fast as it was going until the knot. he got to the knot and it just popped. I've actually seen a, a real smoke before. Yeah. It was going so, I hate, so just peeling I hate. Should I, should I throw in the name? Can I throw in the name, Steve Carson? Oh, the one that I saw smoking? Go ahead. Newell. The old Newell. The Newell. Okay, I had one that we were in the East Cape with a buddy of mine, and he was on a big, big fish, and it got so hot, I had I was pouring water on it, and then all of a sudden he leaned backwards. You know, and he was in his bathing suit, so he had no no shirt on. He leans back, mm-hmm. and he yell, he screams, and he burnt the word Newell on his belly. <laughs> that, that was there, the, there actually was an episode of Mythbusters a few years ago uh-huh. where they tried they tried their best. It was that's why it's called mm-hmm. Mythbusters. They tried their best to set a reel on fire. They hooked it up to a motorcycle. Uh-huh. And it just screamed off they did it repetitively they got a little bit of smoke but that was it. Yeah, that's all we got, but I mean it gets extremely extremely hot. So anyway, all right, Rick, you're in Montana. I am. I'm just calling in to wish everybody a Merry Christmas because I don't think I'm going to be able to make the call in next weekend. So I think we're going to be out of phone service range. So wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Um, If uh, you'd like to get a last-minute gift for somebody, you know, a gift certificate for the Ocean Odyssey would be the perfect gift. Absolutely. In fact, I forgot to to hit up uh, Dina. Where is Dina these days? Dina went to Seattle. She's up there for a few days uh, with her friend and her brother. They're going to a, a Christmas town, I guess. It's called Leavenworth. So oh, wow. Check it out. Days up there. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, I, I'm following you. Uh, I saw all the work you guys had to do. Because one thing, you shoot the geese, but then you got to prepare them. And you got to get them ready. And I saw all that work that you guys are putting in. So... Uh, say hello to your brother for me, and um, I wish you guys the absolute very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You're right. We probably won't get to talk to you until the beginning of the year. Yep. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody, and hope everybody has a, a Happy New Year. Well, let's do this right. Ocean Odyssey, where do you get to make a reservation? Where do you go? OceanOdysseyFishing.com. That schedule should be up here pretty soon. I think she's going to try for the middle of the month, but I think it's going to be the first like it normally is. Uh, Get that up. So OceanOdysseyFishing.com, book right online. Or if you have questions or want to book a charter, 619-889-4535. Should be uh, more than happy to answer your call. Excellent. Rick, good luck today out there. What's the what's the temperature out there today? It's 22 this morning. We have about a 15 to 18 mile an hour wind, so it's a bit chilly, but not bad. The geese like that. The geese like that. I like it. That's it. All right. We'll see you when you get back, brother. All right. Merry All Christmas. Right. Happy Take New care. Year. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right. Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey. That's kind of cool. All right, Carson. So, you you, you mentioned something. Um, explain what a Wahoo Bomb is and why you have to bring it in so fast and what you would uh, use well, to cast it. a Wahoo it. Bomb is a pretty simple, uh, very simple. A lot of people still make their own, although, of course, you can buy some really, really nicely painted ones. Um it's basically a torpedo sinker, uh, could be painted or could be left plain lead with a tinsel skirt around it and, you know, and a hook, and a hook uh, you know, in the tail end. A lot of people like to add some type of a little spinner to add mm-hmm. attraction to the tail, but that's, that's optional. And you cast it out and you crank it back as absolutely fast as you can. 
because, well, first of all, it looks pretty stupid. So <laughs> if the fish gets a good look at it, uh, he's not going to bite it. But in, in reality, you, the main fish that bites it is going to be Wahoo because you are cranking it back absolutely as fast as you can. When you think you're going too fast, speed up. So would you? So you would definitely want a higher uh, ratio. Uh, right. Well, and, and that that's maybe a topic for another whole show. You can't just go by the gear ratio of the reel. You have to go by the inches per turn because you can get a little small bass reel. Right. That's eight to one. Notice, notice, notice my emphasis on the word bass reel. Uh, <laughs> You can get one with a 9-to-1 or even a 10-to-1 gear ratio, but it's a small spool, so for each turn of the handle, you may only be bringing in, let's just say, 30, 34 inches per turn. Mm-hmm. Fairly fast, but not that fast. If you get a large diameter reel, um, now it so happens that Penn, Penn makes one in the Fathom series that's 60 inches per turn. That's five feet each time you turn the handle. It's five feet of line coming in. So when you're cranking that fat back fast and you see that Wahoo bomb coming back at you, it looks like somebody's shooting a bullet at you. Mm-hmm. It's coming back so fast. And, yes, the Wahoo can easily catch it at that speed. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, um, some of the newer – would you throw in throw some of the newer stuff that's out there, uh, some of these uh, mini marauders? Uh those are not as good for casting. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the next the next best thing uh, after a, after a wahoo bomb, and especially when the fish are a little bit pressured. Le- again, let's face it; those wahoo bombs are not that realistic looking. The fish get pressured; they don't really want to bite the bombs anymore. I like to use a small uh, lure. I happen to use the. Uh, in fact, I put a, a picture of it up on the Angler Chronicles Facebook page. Uh, the Williamson Gomame. Mm-hmm. Some people would call that a cold sniper type jig. Uh, uh, technically, the name is dart type jig. Something around you know uh, three or four ounces. That looks a lot more natural. Looks like a small bait fish. Um, when they're when they're pressured, that is probably the next best thing. Right. Okay. I love it. I've always, uh, you know, in the East Cape, we we uh, we troll, and you're absolutely absolutely right about speed. I mean, we go seven or eight knots, you're not going to get bit. You go anywhere up to 15 knots, they see that thing and they just devour it. Okay, so yeah. So, um, what pound test are you using on the Wahoo? Well, obviously, when you're trolling, and especially when you're trolling with. Uh, uh, some of these expensive plugs, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the Marauder type plugs that cost fifty to hundred bucks a piece, you're using eighty or hundred pound test line to troll. No right. doubt about that. I'm talking about um, casting these Wahoo bombs. For, for casting, for casting, I tell most people fifty pound test is like the compromise because Wahoo are very, very, very fast, but they don't have a lot of staying power. They're not like tuna. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tire themselves out in, you know, five or ten minutes. You don't have to worry about an hour-long fight with a Wahoo. Um, but, but their mouth is like the inside of a bucket. It is solid iron. So if you want to get the hook into their mouth, you've got to have the drag set fairly tight. Um, and with 40-pound test, you can't really set the drag tight enough to get the drag 
to drag set properly. Although 40-pound test casts really nice. With 60-pound tests, you can get the drag good and tight and get that hook into their mouth. But 60-pound tests, you especially for you, it is not going to cast that well. 50-pound test is that is that compromise right in between of good castability, but you can set the drag tight get the hook into the fish's mouth. All right, hold that thought. Folks, we're on Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA, the Zangler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. Angels Radio AM 830 Welcome back everybody on Angels Radio AM 830 KLA This is Anchor Chronicles We're in the last, last segment So I want to get some stuff done here Number one, let's go to Agar Agar's calling in Good morning, Agar Good morning, friends of Anglo Chronicles and team. I just want to say thank you guys for everything you do for everyone. And we'll see you tonight at that special Simply Fish where everybody's going to bring a gift where it will be delivered tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock at the Navy Hostel at Camp Pendleton. So we'll see you everyone tonight and Sergio and team. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you love know, you guys. Well, we love you. Okay, and thank Agar, and you, you are, uh, you're from Bolivia. I'm from Argentina. Who are you rooting for today? South America, of course, Argentina. Uh, Argentina. You know, I, and you know, I'm glad you said that because there's something that needs to be. Um, listen to this. It's happening. It's happening. All right, so. Wait, is that Ronaldo? What's that? Is what? that Ronaldo? No, it's not Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo. Ronaldo's home, bro. He's home. Okay? This is all about Messi. And if you've ever followed a player, you know, we, 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 we have a lot of people that we look up to, and I've always said that for these kids, sometimes the role models are the wrong role models. Mm-hmm. Just because they can play a sport does not necessarily mean that they're role models. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I think Messi is arguably the best player 
ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's there with Pelé, he's there with Diego Maradona, and and now him. Now there's other players. Okay, but nobody's won as many trophies as him. The only thing he hasn't won is the World Cup. If he can lift that. This is his last he's opportunity. Do it. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. So yeah, I'm praying for it. Let me let me tell you this. Here's a person who's married, has children. You don't know anything negative about him. He's never gotten any trouble with drugs or women or booze, nothing. And gives a lot back. Yes, he makes millions of, a lot of millions of dollars. Okay, he's in hundreds of millions. I think, wow. I think he's. I think last year he made over three hundred million dollars. Um, yeah, and that's you know you got to add you know in addition to what he gets paid, you know he's got sponsorships, etc. So, but you know he gives a lot of that back to kids, and kids is one of his favorite things. So. Thank you, and I thank you, Agar, for uh, putting this together, and we look forward to having you a nice little um, package to send to these kids uh, over at Camp Pendleton. In you the might Navy. need a couple trucks there, Mom. Hello, by the way. Hey, we're having a, you know, yeah, a white truck is going to follow me. I might have to follow you. I might have to follow you. I love what you do for the community. You're so involved, and thank you for setting a oh great example. Oh, my God, example. yeah. I mean, one of our first uh, stuff is when you were sending the stuff to the Marines. You I mean, know? for 20 years she's been doing this, yeah. and uh, she's leading the pack in a lot of ways. So thanks for everything you do, too. Love you so much. Well, it takes a team, and part of the team is you guys. No, and I, appreciate I really, it. really appreciate everything you guys do for everyone, not just certain little group is for everyone you guys are awesome so that's it for me so goodbye and have a wonderful day and we'll see you this morning at the old soul cemetery okay we're going to go to the funeral for cliff and then uh, absolutely okay excellent yeah. uh thank you so much as always and um see, see you in a few hours <laughs> okay in a few hours bye you guys love you love you too <laughs> awesome. i love it okay and let me bring it back around. A couple of uh, uh, housekeeping type things here. Number one, the funeral today at 11 o'clock at All Souls Mortuary in Long Beach. Look it up. We have Fishers and Men uh, giving away uh, shoes in Anaheim to what they're expecting, 1,100 kids. Amazing. Uh, we have the Christmas party tonight at Simply Fish on the corner of Adams and Harbor in Costa Mesa. Everybody's welcome. Bring a $10 toy unwrapped or a $10 donation that will go to buy toys. And we'll go ahead and get that over to the Naval Hospital in uh, Camp Pendleton. Um, We have the trip at the end of the year. We leave on the 28th and we will fish on the 29th. And that'll be Angler Chronicles is donating all the proceeds to Fishers and Men. Okay, so they can raise some money to put more shoes on more kids. That's been always our goal. Okay, so uh, did I miss anything, uh, Tony? No, yes. We got it. I think that was it. I mean, it's been jam-packed. We've got a lot of things going on. Everybody's pitching in and doing doing their thing for community, and uh, that's what we're all about. Okay, perfect. Okay, uh, how about you, um, Andrew? You got anything you want to add? Uh, no, I will see you guys later. Uh, down there, can't wait for the event, and, and I know it's going to be a great one, especially with all those toys going out to those kids. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, really, really looking forward to uh, a, a good day. It's going to be a hard day to say goodbye to Cliff, 
but then we're going to remember them tonight. Okay. So listen, I got about four minutes. And um, is it wrong for me to be worried about tomorrow? I know, I know I'm talking to three dudes here that don't even know football. Football. I know a lot of football from you. And I think that everything that you say is going to be a good game. <laughs> I hope they win. Go, 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 go. I hope they win. <laughs> I want to hear that from Messi. Talk now there's this, party. they've got music going on. They got everything ready. Um, oh God, I so hope for Messi to finish his career with an unbelievable accolade. So uh, I'm gonna go around the table here, and oh, let me go ahead. Let me queue up uh, line three here. We got Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, Oliver. Let's go Argentina. That's right. Let's go Argentina. That's right. It really would be a good world. You know what the nice thing about this World Cup, in all honesty, the two best players right now in the world and the two best team right now in the world are actually right. going to play each other, which is – that doesn't happen right. usually. Usually they get, they knock each other out during the, the inner rounds. But, um, you know, um, kudos to all the Cinderella teams, Morocco, Japan, Croatia. There was a lot of those – the teams, I wish the U.S. would have, would have done a little bit better, but they have a young team. They have a lot of future. Unfortunately for me as an Argentine, all our stars are pretty much done. I think this is they're going to be the last ones, and we're going to go back to the drawing board to start them all up and get some young talent back up because Messi's already 34 or 35, so I don't think he'll be playing at 39, the next one. So, um, okay, so Oliver, thanks again for the donation on the uh, Fishing Syndicate Rod. We much appreciate it for the for the, for the the kids. Again, the, the money will be used for the kids at Camp Pendleton. So, this definitely has been the best World Cup, and uh, I'll see you here in a couple minutes on Pike House Day. I saw the picture. Thank you. <laughs> Picking up some rods. All right. All right. Thanks, Oliver. All right, listen, we got only a, a couple of minutes, and let me just say this. Um, be kind to one another. I know we repeated that a lot, but there, here's the reason. Just like that, and just like that, you're here today and gone tomorrow. Unfortunately, today we have to say goodbye to one of our dearest, dearest, dearest friends, Cliff Friend, okay? And even his last name, Friend, because that's what he was. Um, we feel for all the family. We feel for everybody. So take the time. Take a kid out fishing. Take your niece, your nephew, your son, your grandson. Take them fishing. Spend some time with them. And don't forget, to every loved one, tell them you love them. Because today we're here, tomorrow we're not. Okay? So I want to say to you four right here, I do love you and I appreciate all four of you. Okay? Even you, uh, Earthworm, even you at Six Feet Underground, I do appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you do every week. Give us a report. Tony, you've been by my side since day one. Okay, love you for that. Carson, I've known you for a long time as well. And I just appreciate having the four of you in my life. And also, I'm a huge shout out to Ron, and I hope he gets better real soon and he gets back in the saddle so we can continue uh, this thing we call Angler Chronicles. 
Okay? So, I'm signing off. Hope to see everybody tonight at Simply Fish in Costa Mesa. Love you all. We will talk to you next week as Argentina will be champion. Goodbye. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.